Welcome to the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about Transformers and other related toy lines from the 80s and today the 90s. Joining me as usual are a pair of European exclusives. First up is a man whose dream outfit is a pair of light-piped pink shades and a white shell suit with lightning bolts. It's toy photographer and writer Liam from Toybox Soapbox. Oh man, I would love that outfit so much. I know, I know, I know. Little trainers like missiles. <laughs> Alongside him is a man who's neither flashy nor bossy. But if you clash, then he'll steal your thunder. It's toy photographer, writer and YouTuber Sixo. Hello, hello, that sounds about right. And I'm Maz from TF Square One, living with the threat of crumbling parts. If your blink reflex has ever saved your eyesight, the strength of which you've regularly employed to locate missiles that can achieve escape velocity, then you're probably familiar with the jewel in the late Generation 1 crown, Turbo Masters. Lads, how are things? Very good, thanks. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And can I say... Uh, full confession that uh, there was some debate about who was going to do the intro to this episode tonight and uh, I was happy that it wasn't me and even happier now that I've heard it because that was yeah. fantastic. That was awesome. I was like, wow. You make it sound like there was a debate as to who wanted to do it where it was quite literally the opposite. No, no, you do it. No, I don't want it. <laughs> it, it was mainly me saying I ain't doing it. <laughs> Your ability to do these in such a short amount of time is unmatched. It was very good. I, I yeah. enjoyed it wholeheartedly. What can I say? And I want a shell suit. I had a shell suit once for about two hours. <laughs> what did you do to it? I, just, I think my parents just took it back. I think oh. I convinced one parent to get it for me because other kids in school had the same one, the same shell suit. They'd all bought it. I was like, I want that one too. My mom's like, that doesn't look good. I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so it was your dad that bought it? I think it was. I had one as well, and I also had it for about two hours. But for me, you remember those England shell suits in about like 1991 that everybody had? Right. And I went out in it for the first time and got it covered in paint by climbing through an abandoned house, like literally half an hour later. So it then had to go straight in the bin when I got home. So I wore it for half an hour. Was it Christmas time and were you planning an assault on two robbers by any chance? <laughs> in the city of New York. Just guessing that that was the full story. I don't know. But... Home Alone Nottingham. That's the, uh, the right, fifth exactly. sequel they don't talk about. I mean, given that that is probably the story of your life, I'm assuming that that was the, the state of it. So Just, just say chomping Skittles. <laughs> Indeed. I think I did have a shell suit once as well at some point in the early 90s, but I don't have any recollection of it, but there is a picture of me with our cat at the time, and I think I'm wearing it. So, yeah, it was kind of dark blue, I think. Oh, yeah, yours would be like on the closest thing to classy it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Whereas mine was white and purple probably had triangles and stuff on it <laughs> triangles nice they were like the best ones though they're, they're cool again now yeah get another one now man relive the dream my curiosity won't let this lie liam what was your shell suit like well the england one do you not remember sort of 1991 everyone had those england track suits and shell suits for a bit the blue and white with little red bits and stuff on it all right so you look like a british airways plane then basically <laughs> yeah no i looked like i was you know just got back from the world cup <laughs> I'm imagining you in like a full uh, Union Jack outfit now, like Jerry Halliwell or something. That's all I can picture. I've got no knowledge of what those England shell suits look like at all. So to me, that's that's it. They were like all the rage like for a bit. But yeah, I literally went out in it straight out to play and came back and got shouted at a lot because it had to go straight in the bin because it was coming in. Finding it hard to get past the Jerry Halliwell thing. <laughs> Liam is gingerbread spice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Liam, I, I, you're already wearing a Christmas jumper, mate. And Christmas glasses. I've screen capped it, folks. It will be shared. <laughs> it's absolutely available. It's the 29th of November as we're recording this. It's because it's uh, the most so. wonderful time of the year. You know. Not yet. 
Yes, it is. It's already started. If you had your way, though, we'd be celebrating Christmas in October. Wish it could be Christmas every day, don't I? No, no, no. I reckon the World Cup has it right. Every four years. Christmas should be every four years. That'd be great. What what else would Santa be doing? He'd be just bored. And this episode is sponsored by TF Source. They are tfsource.com. They got your third party and official Transformers needs covered. And also, please check us out on Patreon. Support the show to keep it going. If you enjoy it, you must be enjoying it because you're here. So that's patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. We also have a, a Redbubble that's worth mentioning. Uh, Redbubble store, you can buy loads of merch. Uh, just in time for Christmas, maybe. It's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. So check that out. Explore explore that's what yes indeed right so tonight's episode is gonna be very focused um we often thought that subjects like this where it's a very very small and limited toy line would be suited for one of our exclusive minisodes uh but as the minisodes started to drag on longer and longer when we were talking about three or four toys we figured that we could make turbo masters a whole feature length episode and we all love turbo masters and there's a lot to say Starting with the fact that they are actually Generation 1. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point to start on, actually. I was having this discussion with someone recently about the old G1.5 and all of that. I think I have said on the pod previously that's not a term that I personally subscribe to. I get why people do use it, but it's not it's not one that I favour. It's not 6.0 approved. No, indeed. And therefore, it can get in the bin, can't it? That's the, it's just not canon. Get rid of it. Yeah. Sod it off. You know. Why do people make that mistake? Why do they make the mistake that it's G1.5? Where does that term even come from? Well, I don't know that it's... Uh, I think mistake is probably a little bit harsh. I, I I do get why people call it that, but it's the, the essentially the blurring of the lines between G1 and G2. Uh, and it's because in predominantly in America, G1 ends after 1990. So you get MicroMasters uh, and all of that, and Action Masters is the final year. So a lot of people... Um, erroneously claim that Action Masters killed off the franchise and all of this. But actually, it's only in America that the franchise ends. Uh, in Japan, in uh, Europe, everywhere, it carries on. So, you know, didn't really kill the franchise, I think it's fair to say. Uh, so, that, so there's no break in Europe at all. There are toys all the way through to the present day. There has never been a year with no Transformers toys. Um, and so you then get 1991 with Turbo Masters and everything else. You get 92 and 93 and the the i think the 1.5 where that comes from is that 93 started up generation 2 in america but in 93 we were still getting generation 1 in uh, europe and the uk so 93 is a weird year because it's both generation 1 and technically that's where you get those two. accelerators isn't it where it's generation right. 2 packaging in the us but it's still generation 1 exactly classes. and you also get some toys which were released in 92 um or, or 93 or whatever in europe it would be like the one year and then re-release the next year with generation 2 written on of course them. like g2 optimus and things like clench and stuff like that uh there was one the other day i was talking about what was it oh so the, the uh, stormtroopers even yeah. then the stormtroopers they were so they were european exclusives but they were released first year as essentially generation one it didn't say generation one of course because nothing did but it did have the G2 symbols. So the G2 symbols came in in 93, I think, across the board. Mm. And, but then in the following year, 94, it got re, they got re-released with, with the words generation two on the packaging, but exactly the same toys. As far as I can tell, Turbo Masters were actually 1992 release. 
Uh, maybe you're right, actually. I'd need to, to be honest, I'd need to double check. I've not looked any of this up, but I'm just doing it from memory. It's also a mistake to call them European exclusives because they were also available in Japan. And we're going to talk about how they came out in Japan because it's a bit varied. And I believe they were also available mainland Europe. They were available Mm. in Italy, France, and I believe also in Canada. I think there are bilingual Canadian versions of Turbo Masters as well. That's something I want to check because I I know they, um, they do come in English kind of, well, especially Thunderclash because that box was used throughout the world. It didn't have like an exclusive Japanese version box. It was just that same yeah i, I was going to say the thunder clash is the real uh odd one out and rotorstorm in a way because right. um the, the four cars yeah they were they were repackaged and everything for japan of course and as versus sets but um but yeah no fantastic toys as well just really nice i think they are the kind of poster boy uh poster boys um of the whole kind of euro exclusive scene though as much as they're not specific just to europe um they they kind of take the uh, the the front of stage, if you like, don't they? When people think of that era, um, and I think a lot of that is the style, the light piping, and just the fact that they're great toys. They're really yeah. nice, memorable toys. They've got it all covered, actually. Uh, looks, colors, playability, displayability, names. Yeah, the and, names are great. You know, gimmicks too. Mm. Yeah, I think as well. Maybe it's the fact that they're cars. You've got a truck, mm. which is classic. Everyone loves a truck. I mean, so much so that it became Optimus Prime in Machine Wars, of course. Uh, you've then got four cars and you've got a helicopter. And, and who doesn't love all of that, you know? And, and I think there was, I don't know, even to me as a kid, I remember I had these toys as a kid. I never had Thunderclash, uh, as a kid. I don't think anyway. I was thinking about this recently, like it, but I know, I'm sure I saw Thunderclash as a kid. Uh, I'm sure I didn't have it. I don't think, but I knew someone that did. Um, but I had several of the cars. I, I definitely had Rotorstorm uh, as a kid, and uh, but yeah, even as a kid, I, I remember thinking, "Gosh, this is like the original cars again." You know, it's like they've re- they've kind of almost sort of re- not rebooted, but you know, kind of brought it all back to where it started, square one, if you will. I love the Turbo Masters, man. I had them all except for Thunderclash and Boss, and I remember getting them. And like you were just saying there, it felt very much like they had gone back to you know, what you knew, the cars and mm. the spring-loaded gimmicks and things like that. And so much so, I repurposed some of them as the original characters, so Flash just became Sideswipe, but yeah. in a new, new body. And that went on to become one of my favourite ever Transformers toys. I could see that. You had them as a kid as well? Yeah. Other than Thunderclash, which I saw loads in the shop, but no one would ever buy it for me. And Boss. Boss mm. is the only one I've never owned. See, in 1992, I was very much into video games at that point. I remember owning a Game Gear in 1992 and very much having my sight. No, and I got a Mega Drive the same year. So by that point, being 12, um, I was done with Transformers toys. But I reckon if I had been in your year, I think you guys would have been 10 that year, probably 10 or 11. I think probably last year of primary school, I, w- I would probably have had Transformers toys because I had classics uh gold box classics from 1991 and 1990 and i reckon i would have got turbo masters if i had just been a little bit younger but i was just into the age where all that generation of video games were coming out and i was no longer looking at toys i, I would have thought 92 you'd have been off to college or whatever mate but uh, <laughs> i've obviously uh got it slightly wrong i don't know first job on it oh, age <laughs> jokes really yeah, we we went there. I went there. I remember then because I'd already had a Nintendo for a few years. So, but I remember the Turbo Masters coming out and then reinvigorating my 
love for Transformers because I'd, I'd had quite a few of the Action Masters but been drifting off by that point a little mm-hmm. bit. And then it was those coming back where it really felt like it just gone back to normal Transformers again. And so they pulled me in. But yeah, so you had a game year that year. I mean, how many times did you play it? Because the batteries must have just oh, run out. It was just permanently what, connected minutes. to a wall. <laughs> yeah, it was just connected to a wall while I tried to get through another level of columns or or something like that. I always remember my cousin had one, and I always remember he had a Mega Drive and all that, and we had all this Super Nintendo, and we were sat there once, and we just remember us looking at each other and going, why are we sat playing on a Game Gear plugged into the wall when we've got, like, a Super Nintendo and Mega yeah, Drive? Uh, that really was the takeoff into consoles yeah. for me was, was that year, and, like, Mortal Kombat coming out in 1993, that was it. Like, Transformers just didn't get a look in again till 1998, which is now it just doesn't seem like that long a period of time from 1992 to 98 but as a 12 year old to an 18 year old i mean could you have a bigger change yeah. <laughs> of, of yourself between two two years wow for me it was it must have been 89 i think because i got a nes and we and super mario brothers 2 so that's that's where i started and i got it with ninja turtles the next year Six, I was going to cut all of this out, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, what's, yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah. the video game? <laughs> he's going to Is this Mario Kart? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just listening like, cool. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a SNES at some point. Don't know what year. Is it you who only had Mario Kart with it? No, I had more than Mario Kart. I had more than Mario Kart. I was the undisputed king of Mario Kart, but I had more than Mario Kart. You're like my friend. He only ever had Mario Kart. He, he, doesn't, he hates video games and he doesn't understand them, but he's amazing at Mario Kart and it's grossly unfair. I don't hate video games at all. Uh, you know, if ever I were to play on one, I'm quite sure I would enjoy it. Um, I just don't know. It's not, it's not something nowadays. I don't, I don't feel like now I have space for it in my life, I guess. Do you know what I mean? I've already got one hobby that consumes quite a lot of my free time. I'd love for him to play something and then finish his sesh with, uh, I, I really enjoyed that video game. <laughs> this is way better than Pong. <laughs> I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. Turbo Masters. So, like you said, poster boys, and we kind of listed some of those reasons, but let's uh, let's talk about the toys themselves. First of all, that packaging is already quite a departure from, if you're not familiar with the end of Generation 1. I mean, even up till 1988, we had the very typical like grid pattern boxes with those sunburst colours. Then 1989 starts to move away a little bit from that, and uh, into 1990 we get gold box classics, but also those silver boxes as well where you might recognize micromasters and things like that micromaster bases but then suddenly you get 1991 and 1992 and that packaging for turbo master thunder clash just looks oh, so completely yeah. different to everything else yeah it's it's a really wonderful box like liam it's one that i remember seeing on the shelves and stuff as a kid and just being like blown away by it it's, it's a it's a sizable box first of all mm. Uh, I mean, it's like one of those ridiculous boxes where actually, particularly as it's blind uh, box, you know, so there's mm. no there's no window or anything on it. So it's only really when you open it that you're like, okay, there's a lot of space in here. Like you kind of imagine that the toy is going to be ginormous, and actually, it's I mean, it's it's not um it's not a tiny toy, but it's not massive at all, is it? I mean, it's vehicle no. mode. It's not it's not the largest truck mode that you've ever seen, uh, and certainly if it was packaged now. The box would be less than half the size that it was. It'd be carded. <laughs> yeah, it, really, it probably would. It probably would. No good for the old GPS, but you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it would be tiny compared to what it was. Uh, but yeah, it was that artwork with the with the massive base mode on it and everything, and just looks phenomenal. 
It's so different to the carded cars that came with it, the the Boss and Hurricane, Scorch and Flash, because there's like quite minimalist cards. It's got, you know, lovely design and great artwork, but if you look at the back and you think about the paperwork that comes with those carded ones, I mean, they don't even really come with instructions or a sticker map. You just get like these tiny pictures on the back of the card, which are meant to be your instructions and your sticker map. And of course, they were multilingual at that point as well. Yeah, yeah they all had different names didn't they They were definitely dumbing them down weren't they by that point? yeah i had a hurricane uh from italy which was vortex vortex yeah yeah, yeah indeed bit of a weird weird reuse of that name mm. but that's that like little subtle circuit motif they've got going on the cards is yeah amazing i remember the first time i saw it and i just thought that was just wonderful just you know because it was so different to what we'd seen before and that didn't bother you at all like it, it wasn't a bit of a hey these aren't my transformers anymore i don't think you two have ever really suffered from that in any oh, respect no. have you I did, no. uh, but that was before then with like the Goldbots classics and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think I told the story you now about the, when I, the Marvel comic when it came with the sticker and they changed the logo, and I really hated it. I was it made me angry for a moment. <laughs> and I remember when they first changed the boxes, it was the same. But by that point, we'd kind of gone past it, and then it sort of came back because it went back to black and red, and so it kind of felt more like a modern version of the old boxes. But I just really liked the circuit thing they had going on. I thought that was really mm. neat. It's not something that's ever phased me that, that kind of identity of what the packaging looks like or any of that. Like, I've always liked Transformers packaging, but I've never kind of been like, oh, that's not, that's not my Transformers. That's never, even as a kid, never phased me. What about the artwork that you get on the back of Thunder Clash's box? That kind of always reminded me of, um, even like classic packaging, you know, like the slightly different drawn style on the back of a classic Optimus Prime or a classic Astro Train box, you know, the gold box ones. That's just, yeah, that's kind of, and it's Turbo Masters versus Predators, isn't it? It, it is. Well, yeah, Predators are the are the are the nemesis nemesises nemesises of the Turbo Masters, aren't they? So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, that, I love that back of the box battle artwork. It's really really nice um, and very reminiscent. Again, it kind of felt like a real continuation of G One. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was, you know, and they did a good job with it. I think that's actually one of the things we should mention about these uh, group of masters. Um, they are purely Autobots. It's not like Headmasters and Target Masters or Micro Masters where you had both factions. Turbo Masters were strictly Autobots. Yeah. Predators were strictly Decepticons. What it, it was that's a real Euro thing actually, because uh and it's the same with like the so you get, for example, in European uh the releases, you know, you got two sets of uh colour changing um guys, you know, so you got the Decepticon Stormtroopers and the um, Aquaspeeders. Aquaspeeders, thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, but then when they ported them over to uh, Generation 2, they um, split, they just took the one set, not the Stormtroopers, uh, for American release. They just took the Aquaspeeders and made them into, quote-unquote, colour changers, um, C-O-L-O-R, American spelling. And um, they made two of them into Decepticons. So, And it was like you got, you just got one faction but as you said split across uh you know one subline but split across the factions um which i think is quite different because you know in europe we got literally two different subgroups of guys with the same gimmick so quite a different approach not really ever been done before interesting i didn't actually make that connection at all i had no idea that they'd done that hasbro us taken that one subline and split Mm. the faction that makes sense though i don't think it's the only example either i'd need to double check you know to kind of be sure what i'm saying but uh it, it, it's always struck me as a bit of a difference, you know, kind of getting into it. And that's why actually a lot of the, when you're looking at like different versions of those toys, 
it's very confusing at times what you're talking mm-hmm. about. That actually, that one example, uh, you know, not to get too far into it, of color changes specifically is hugely confusing because some of the toys have the same names as their European counterparts, but they're completely different color schemes. But actually the names are used on a different mold as well. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so like one of them is called, I think it's Drench and there's a, there's a European Drench and there's an American Drench, but it's a different toy. Uh, and different color scheme of that of those two toys as well. So it's it's like all over the shop, honestly, of what you're you're looking for, uh, or deluge actually as well. Well, you were never supposed to ever have transformers from other countries. You were supposed to just be in your own little box, and that was your yeah, oh, yeah, your, yeah. your universe. It's only a thing that it throws up, you know, mm. several several decades later. <laughs> you are like trying to track these things down. That's the that's when it becomes an issue. I can't get my head around the fact that these toys were available in stores in the UK a mere six years before I started getting back into Transformers again, that mm. I just missed retail versions of Turbo Masters by six years, probably even less than that. So when did you, when did you first come across them then, Maz? Uh, oh, okay. This is a fun story. Um, the group in the UK who usually meet up in the pubs, like we, we do, just our, our group of friends, one of the earlier meetups, I think maybe even before you joined us, uh, I had them all come to my apartment in North London where I just, I'd laid all my Diaclone collection and art out. And it was almost like, did it like an open house where the guys came around and just, it was an excuse to meet up in North London. They'd look at all the toys and we'd go to the pub and then we joined everyone in the West End who, who couldn't make it up to North London. And, uh, Specimen 17, who used to be a UK dealer, he, he came out with us that day. Actually, it was the first time he, he'd come out and he had brought a toy to give to someone else who'd bought it. And it was Rotorstorm. Mm. And I'd had, I'd never seen any of these toys before. And I took that one and had a look at it. I transformed it. I looked at its head sculpt and felt the toy. And I thought, I can't believe there is a G1 transformer of this quality and look that I've never seen before. And I was completely besotted with that toy from that moment to the point where I just went off and started buying rotor storms to repair. I, I I even wrote this series of articles called I've how to how to get a free rotor storm like like mm. you know when you get a paperclip and you trade it up and you end up with a house I think somewhere in between a diaclone police sunstreaker got caught up with <laughs> with all that and I ended up with a free rotor storm I bought bootleg rotor storms in different colors of course because I would um but yeah that toy completely took me by surprise I'd never heard of it before cuz 90s just wasn't a part of my collecting it was at that point it was just variant diaclone and early variant g1 it wasn't even late era g1 but that toy really caught my attention because of its head sculpt i couldn't believe how pretty it was and all of that hot pink which is an aesthetic across all of these turbo masters was just yes and like you said earlier return to vehicle modes appreciable vehicle modes great transformation on that rotor storm really great that's uh, that was my first first encounter with the turbo master it's actually now bizarrely one of my son's favorite toys as well uh, he has a i had a spare generation one rotor storm as you do um sort of acquired two you know when you <laughs> i completely but, understand yeah i mean it's it's a silly thing but you know it's one of those things sometimes with g1 collecting isn't it that you, you do end up with two do you know what i mean and, and whatever trying to you know compile them and that and Especially i was great toys like that sorry to interrupt but i no. get it with great toys like rotor storm because there's also so much that can be not quite mint about it Right, but on another specimen, it is. For example, you get a beautiful one with perfect stickers, but bent rotors, and then you get another one which is a bit gone, but the rotors are perfect. You'll buy that second one, swap over the rotors, and this yeah. was it. I, the you know the one that I got was uh, the other one was stickers and uh, stickers unapplied, 
then I think this one was um this one but but that's right but it had a little stress mark on one of the wings or one of the the fins mm-hmm. but this one didn't have the stress mark and I think this one the rotors were better so I swapped that out so it was a combination of the two and I ended up with a perfect one and uh, I was looking I was going to sell the other one um and then my boy saw it and uh that was that was that and it's never been sold oh, I love it first sight <laughs> yeah 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 and, and he he loves it and um I think it's the right level of kind of chunkiness blockiness mm conversion all of that to kind of keep him really interested he did break the rotors sadly it's always the one isn't it clear plastic yeah. rotors on that toy and they're flexible uh, yeah i kind of i kind of knew it was going to happen i must admit and uh you know it's one of those where but uh, i'm sure at some point i thought oh you know should i should i get him to watch out for those rotors and i figured well if you're going to give it to him then it's his do you know what i mean he needs to to you know do what he will with it um and he did break them. but i've since glued them um and they're 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 fine actually and he does take quite good care with them i think he uh it was still in the phase where uh you know daddy can fix anything so it won't be a problem if it breaks so uh whereas he's now starting to kind of appreciate that actually okay some things can't be fixed um but at that point it was like oh just glue it daddy it's fine um but yeah so no he loves it absolutely loves it and actually when um the generation selects one came out uh and i had that for uh, a review thing and um, as soon as it turned up, he took one look at it and went, it's Rotorstorm. And he knew exactly who it was. And I was like, oh, man, that's cool. I got I got my original Rotorstorm from a kid at school. We did a swap. He'd got it for his birthday. I think I've said this before, but um, he got it for his birthday and came to school with it the next day because he didn't want it. He was completely off Transforms by this point. So I think I swapped <sighs> it for a bunch of, I think it might have been football stickers or something like that. Well, I'm glad <laughs> it ended up in the right hands then. Someone who could love it. He, yeah. he got the bum deal, didn't he? Yeah, because... Yeah. By this point, like, I was... Did you give him a stack of Steve Guppy? Yeah. God, I'm trying to think of all the Leicester legends now. I'm, like, going through it. Like... Look, we've done computer games. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 90s. That's the problem with the 90s. Park it with That's the, the football. Park it's it 90s. with the football. It's just... Moving yeah, on. Unavoidable. But, Moving but this on. was why, because we were all... Everyone was into computer games by that point, or, or video games. Everyone had sort of moved on, so we were all more into that than toys, but he came in and just offered it out. He was like, I've got this. I'm not interested. Who wants it? And I was like... Football stickers? He's like, yep, absolutely. So Great. it was brand new, like completely new in the box. He'd not done anything with it. It's a funny out. old box, that one, isn't it? Rotorstorm's yeah. box. It's the uh, it's the only one with a window in it. Well, Stalker as well. Mm. Um, but the only kind of box with a window as such. Mm. And that ye- yellow insert with the twisty ties, I guess. Yeah, yes, twisty ties, yeah. Really nice box art on Rotorstorm. It's, it's actually very similar to like Pyro and Clench mm. and yep. all of those guys, isn't it? So... Um, they just kind of moved it over for them, I guess. I just remember being utterly besotted with it, like you know, seeing yeah. it for the first time, that toy, like oh yeah, in person. I, cause... I, I I can't believe someone of our age uh, back then, yeah. or even anyone now, could lay eyes on that toy and not have a love at first sight moment. I mean, I I think it's one of the most impressive G one Transformers I've ever owned. Yeah. yeah, think of all the things it's got going for it. Most classic G one head sculpt, and it's not a pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> amazing light piping like blazing light piping you just the remotest light source just and this pink fire goes off in his eyes is it fair to say it's the single best light piping yeah. in yeah. generation I, one i think it's it's very fair to say that i think so what's better since because it genuinely glows doesn't it it's one yeah. of those any light goes near it and it lights up yeah mm. and light piping for me is one that if it's done badly so bad it's just like yeah. ugh, you know it, it kind of um takes away from the actual 
default look of the toy, doesn't it? Whereas this is just, as you said, it's just the slightest lick of light and it's just yeah, brilliant. Gorgeous colour scheme. But one of the things about it as well is it is it feels more more like a quality toy. Like yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's the same yes. for you guys, but by that point over the previous few years, Transformers have started to feel like I don't know, a bit cheaper. Not just the toys, but like the box art didn't look the same, but it didn't look better. Everything sort of, the packaging had changed and it but it didn't look better. It was still nice, but Everything felt like it was going in a different direction. The toys, because even the Turbo Masters, all the cars, they're very light and thin, aren't they? You know, compared with the diecast mm. and the paint and stuff, there's a very appreciable difference between those. And I remember, even though I loved them, they, they didn't feel like the old Transformers. And it was, it'd was been no. going that way for a long time, you know, through MicroMasters and all that sort of stuff. And so, but this toy, like Rotorstorm, yeah. of all of those toys, he's got so much weight and heavy. Could have been you know, straight out of 88. Clicky joints on the knees, everything. It feels like a toy that could have come from that time. Agree. The the cars are actually strangely fragile because yeah, Flash's yeah. arms, man. It's yeah, it's Flash is like you know you've got to be so careful with that that clear plastic, you know, the front halves of the car and everything. Um, but it's well, all of them really in a way, and maybe maybe not Scorch so much, but I would say mm. the other three, uh, Boss to sort of some extent anyway, just making sure you get the transformation right. It's paint damage on Boss that's the worst. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But what's weird is that, you know, having those toys as a kid, I don't remember them being fragile. I don't remember being like, oh, I've, I've buggered them. Do you know what I mean? Or any of that. So I, I'd, I'd be love to see, you know, what state they were in when I was done with them. But um, it's just funny. I remember getting them again as an adult and, and being almost surprised by how fragile they are, um, yeah. which is no surprise considering actually the state of some of the secondhand copies that you see yep. is just ruined. Also, stuff must just deteriorate. I mean, just recently getting a G1 Overdrive again compared to what must have been nine years ago, the first time I had it, I genuinely think it feels more fragile than the one I had nine years ago. This plastic probably just deteriorates over time, just becomes more brittle. Do you think there's a difference, though, between how we handle it as older people than we did then? And it feels different because we treat it different in a way. Because like when yeah. I pick up a lot of G1 toys, I notice now I handle them completely different to how it is. As a kid, I didn't think they were fragile and I would bash them about and all that. But when I pick them up now, I pick them up very gently and differently. And it was something I noticed re- recently. Like, it was like, wow, I feel like this is more fragile than I did. And then it probably is, if that makes sense. Like, that's on me. I, I mean, look, I can only give the example again of, I'm not going to go on about him too much, but, you know, again, yeah. with my boy, of like, you know, if ever there's anything that I say to him, okay, let's take a look at this one. Uh, and it'll be, you know, one from my collection, but we're looking at it together. And I'm like, now let's be careful with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And and he'll be like, yeah, of course. And he'll immediately pick it up and be like, whoa, do you know what I mean? And just off with it. Mm-hmm. And you can see that there's not, even though for him, he, he is actually being really careful. There's not the same yeah. level of consideration or care or whatever that I would have with it, of course. Uh, yeah, it's just kids. Isn't yeah. it? They're, they're not going to think about that stuff in the way that that we do for sure and we we wouldn't have done at the time yeah because for us it's like you know when you get like a vintage toy you're very conscious of scuffing it or scratching the paint or chipping the chrome and you know stuff that you would never have thought of as a kid and so you Mm. handle it like you're trying to keep it in mint condition aren't you i'm I'm saying even compared to a decade ago when you would have first joined the adult collecting scene the toys feel different to me now than then i feel like there are joints on a lot of vintage toys that would collapse pull out fold over like rotorstorm's legs or or just even the two halves of the helicopter tail that split i'm pretty sure like the first one i handled some years ago was you know a little easier with better give than the one i have now you know and and the one i have now is in better condition overall 
I just think this plastic has changed over time. Even within the last decade, it feels different to, like I wouldn't confidently go ahead and transform a double dealer now the way I would have five, six, seven years ago. And that's not mm. just me being more careful. It just doesn't feel as, you know, yeah. it feels a lot tighter and stiffer that it is going to snap without a the, lot the, care. Yeah, I could, I could get that. The number of G1 toys now that I find that when you transform them, transform them, the the thought running through my brain sometimes is I can't believe this was for kids. Do you know what I mean? Just because of the the kind of not so much fragility, but just you know stuff like um, you know talking about double dealer. I was going to say what about things like Dartwing? You know when I yeah, transform yeah, that, yeah. There's, there's a you know I can feel the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. Do you know what I mean? Just like mm, please be okay. Yeah. You know and and uh, it's not it's not that they feel fragile at all. It's just that there is that you know some of the mechanisms and things don't slide as gracefully as they used to for sure. I think that's definitely a thing. The arms on my vintage Optimus Prime, they they barely move anymore in a way that I can't transform it because it's so tight. It feels mm. like it would snap. That, But that wasn't like that a few years ago. It's just over time, isn't it, I suppose? Things I degrade so, yeah. and I suppose stuff must get in there, you know, mm. dust or whatever. And, and speaking of degrading, I mean, what's the poster boy for that in this line? <laughs> that's going to be Thunderclash, isn't it? Yeah, man. Honestly, it's... Uh, I would say... It, it, in a way, yes, he is GPS-y. He is heavily GPS-riddled. Uh, he's not the worst one at all. No. Um, but he's also, yeah, there's a lot of fragility with that. You're almost guaranteed something will shatter, whether it's the launches on the truck like mine have or it's the feet like mine have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, the yeah. gun. Don't put that in the handle too much. Yeah. The, the gun on mine actually doesn't even fit properly into the fist. Um, so even if you, I mean, like if you did wedge it in, I'm sure it would crumble. Um, it will balance just about. So for photos and things, fine. And for the shelf, fine. But it, yeah, it's, I think the, um, the peg is actually just slightly too large for the, for the hole. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a, he's a bugger as well because not only is he GPS ridden, but he yellows yep. as well. So he's got the, he's got both things going on. Absolute mare of a toy to find these days. Mm hmm. You're almost better off getting a used one than a, than an unused one. One that's actually I would say had so. it been put through its paces. Yeah, I would say so. Like if if I if you know if you were going to buy one now, buying a sealed one, risky prospect, I think, and very expensive. Um, and what? Just why would you? I don't know. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe you're right. Um, the other thing is stickerware with that toy, isn't it? Because um, all along the sides of the trailer and everything, really, and missing pieces, missing missiles, missing the back door uh, on the trailer as well. Very common thing. Yeah. I'm amazed that that um, is it a phoenix or an eagle on his chest. Ooh, I don't know. I'm not an ornithologist. I'm amazed that that was not a factory applied sticker because yeah. getting that just right is so important for his look. And they're always yeah. just a bit wonky, aren't they? It's so a nightmare. Hard. Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare of a sticker. I I, I applied it on mine, um, and it's one that I remember doing of just like almost with a ruler out, just to, you know trying to get it right. I've never owned from the Clash for. The many, by the time I'd you know got old enough to buy one, I'd already heard about all the stories of it breaking and it yellowing and stuff like oh, that. It's still worth having. It is okay. still worth having. This is the sort of thing that would be ideal for like a Haslab toy, isn't it? Just to rebuild this, but with modern plastic. I, I, I would love to see that. I, I wonder if the appetite would be there for a G1 Thunder Clash. I don't know. I think a lot of people would be very interested in a Generations one for sure. But I don't know, G1, maybe, maybe. It's such a pretty toy. It's so lovely in robot mode. It's so G1 primey in, yeah. in the way it just looks and a fantastic, that bird sticker on its chest. The colors, the light piping, really lovely face sculpt, gold face. And then he's got this really wicked trailer. Mm. And when you attach the trailer to the truck, 
It's such a fun toy. It looks a bit funny initially because it doesn't have tires as such. It looks like it's missing its tires. But it's such a great toy. And that base mode is wild. The base mode is fantastic. Absolutely love the the base mode. Uh, absolutely love the way that the, the, the missiles fit in and kind of mm. slot down and all of that. I think that's fantastic. Gravity-assisted um, launch. Mm. So just very unique, isn't it? It's not like you know, I've talked before about base modes and said that they're often a bit bit wanky but this is fantastic really love it just love that he's got that platform to stand on and i suppose yeah. you don't have that if you don't have the trailer door mm. yeah, yeah it's very true uh yeah and uh of course a lot of people know that mold from machine wars mm. uh you know as optimus or whatever i thought it was and, street uh, fighter 2 m bison <laughs> <laughs> for a minute there when you when i heard you mention street fighter 2 i was like where's this going and then as soon as it was m bison i was like oh man yeah, yeah. i thought you were gonna say totally i wondered what that was <laughs> right. No, no, no. I know I know what that is. Don't worry. So I know Street Fighter 2. I'm not like, you know, I have lived on this planet. Thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, you made that comparison not so long ago. And I remember being absolutely floored by it. Cause you can't it's so, see it, can you? It's so true. It's so true. It's the brown. Is it his little hat? Yeah, it's, it's the hat. It's, it's the, 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 the yeah. colour scheme. It's yeah. all of it. It's proportions. All of it. Yeah, it just is. It's, it's M. Bison in robot form. Shocking. Okay. No, I want it <laughs> really badly. Yeah. I think you. I think Thunder Clash is worth having because it is possible to get affordable yeah. ones. Um, even if, I mean, mine. You just rattle it and you can hear something's going in its foot. Doesn't affect its display or transformation. I know something's broken on it. I mean, even the the rocket launchers on the trailer, they don't stay up because what connects them to the trailer has a broken tab. Again, I can still transform it, I can still display it, I can still enjoy it, and I don't feel like replacing it, because I know it's just going to happen to the next one as well. So that's yeah. one where I've just accepted, and I was lucky enough to get one in used condition with really great, well-applied stickers, and I thought, that is good enough for me, because I just want to have it for photos, and what it brings to every photograph it's in cannot be overstated. I do love your photographs of it. I remember you looked at that for ages, didn't you? You looked at different versions, and I remember, I think we even looked at a few and you were like what do you think of this one and whatever mm. but um undoubtedly yeah uh it, it's yeah i agree with you it's one as well whenever you share a picture of it people love it it's just you know it's a, it's a it's i think because machine wars optimus has a lot of love as well because people remember that as their optimus it's the same as the g2 prime when we talked about g2 mm. in that in that minisode you know and a lot of people adopted g2 prime or power master before it or action master after that but it's the same with machine wars optimus you know for a whole generation of kids that grew up at that point, that was their Optimus Prime. God, I find that so hard to believe. It's so true. It's so true. Absolutely. You ask a lot of people... What a brilliant Prime to grow up with. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because they they would have been nothing else. There was no fiction with it, but still, you know, they knew... If you knew who Optimus Prime was, you'd never had a Prime toy. That was it. Mm. Um, But uh, because that mould has a lot of love, I think then, you know, Thunder Clash, if you've never seen it in person... It must look pretty exotic, do you know what I mean? And, and that's kind a of great fun. word for it, exotic. Mm. Yes, yeah, there you go. very well said. You've got like the pink on the side, doesn't it? All you know, all that it does. Yeah. And stuff. Very exotic. Perfect. The the color scheme is just out of this world. It's it's like nothing else. Just the pink, the teal, the blue, the white, all of it. The gold and the gold, yeah, and the gold. You know, say what you will about the gold, and yes, it's a pain in the bum, but looks magnificent. Mm. You know, if you can get a nice one. And that trailer stripe with the black and the the right yeah. one. It's just, it's just the way that contrasts Transformers. with... Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? He's in disguise. But I love that, you know, <laughs> the way that contrasts with the white trailer and all that. It just, it's just beautiful. just cuts right through it. Yeah. What I'd also think as well, like the, the yellow missiles, 
Uh, there's even red in there as well. It's just you know, and and yeah, it's especially got, when you open out the trailer, yeah, absolutely. yeah, 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 definitely. It it's just absolutely phenomenal, honestly. Uh, and the, I love the the main gun on the trailer. It's a little bit phallic, but absolutely love it. Uh, and some of the stickers and things are really nice as well. There's kind of like little writing on the stickers and uh, all of that. It's just can't say enough nice things about it, really. You know, if it didn't crumble. It would just be an absolute all-time must-own. It'd be up there with Overlord, I think, in terms of the kind of hallowed nature of it. But so many people shy away from it because they're afraid of getting one that crumbles. And I suppose if you live in a country like the US, uh, where it wasn't released naturally, and you have to import it from somewhere, it's either going to be that box Japanese release of the European one, which is never going to be cheap, no. or you, you go to European sellers who know and, and see you coming. And like, yeah, okay, put a premium on this. And this one's not broken, £250 for a boxed one. Whereas it is possible to get them for like 30 to 40 quid loose. It's Mm. very possible because, of course, they were released in the UK, Italy, France, Germany. You know, they were available in all those countries. And They were were fairly, is that word again, they were fairly ubiquitous at the time. It was not a rare toy. It was not... It's not one that was uncommon to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even now. You know, it's not a hard toy to find. I think this is probably one of those where you know you talk about rarity. This is not a rare toy. Uh, it's a very, very common toy. I've, I've no idea how many are on eBay right now. I guarantee there's at least one or two. Um, there will be at any given time, and you know you can find it plentifully. I had no trouble tracking it down when I mm-hmm. wanted to, but admittedly that was you know a few years ago now. But even then, I'm fairly certain you could do it now. The trick is finding the right one. That's the thing. Yeah. is because there'll be plenty that are knackered. There'll be plenty that are yellowed, plenty that are broken. The trick is finding the, the one that actually you know fits the criteria. Yeah. If you're going to do it, expect to buy a few before you get the one that you want. Yeah, or, or couple them together. To- yeah, or, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And, uh, you know, getting all the missiles and things like that. Although you can get repro missiles for them, I think. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, don't they have shared missile mold between them all anyway, all the Turbo Masters? believe so yeah i'd need to properly sit and look but yes i believe so although chances are if you've had a close look at a turbo master missile it's ended badly for you <laughs> if you've had a close look it's because it was firing at your eye yeah, at the time yeah. that's the thing so it's probably it's wedged in there still yeah. i'm so lucky to still have my eyesight in one of my eyes because i was looking down the barrel of rotor storm's launcher and it fired that at my eye and i just closed my eyelid at the right time, and my eye still hurt for hours afterwards. Yeah. It bounced off. What a thing! It's a funny old thing, the Turbo Master gimmick, um, because I think for years I didn't really know what the gimmick was. Like, obviously, they have missiles and they fire mm. missiles, and that's the gimmick. That's literally what Turbo Masters are about. I think in my brain there was something more to it because um, of the way that the guns kind of sit, you know, like with the cars and stuff, uh, you know, things like Boss, where it kind of sits as the bonnet. Yeah. In, in my it's head, integral, was, really. Yeah. yeah, in my head, there was more in the fiction around the gimmick or whatever. You know, not just literally these these guys have got got missiles. That's it. It was always the hurricane for me. You know, the way it sits at an angle yeah. behind yeah. the windscreen. It feels like an engine, like yep. it does. part of the you know coming straight out of the cockpit. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good example. That yeah, you're right. And it just I don't know. It always kind of felt like there was something more to it, whereas. I think at some point I just went, oh, it really is just that they've got very strong firing missiles. But still, the the, the name is deserved because those missiles go far further than 
most other examples, yeah, yeah. don't they? It's almost like quantum mechanics. They're in two places at the same time. They are both in the launcher and embedded in your retina <laughs> at the same yes. time. But uh, with the Turbo Masters, with Rotostorm and Thunderclash, uh, they've both also got button-operated uh, launchers, haven't they? So, you know, you've got yeah. the trailer ones, Thunderclash, they fold down. And on Rotostorm, they, they fold down around the amazing, beautiful pink canopy. And it's almost like size classes in Transformers there, you know, mm. like you have with Leader, Voyager, and then you've got the Deluxes, which are the, the cars, the four Turbo Master cars. There was definitely something about Rotorstorm and Thunderclash, like, you know, they're uniform, and I think more uniform than a lot of sublines, but they still have that core gimmick, and they still share all this wonderful design philosophy of these toys that kind of, I think it's, of all the Masters, probably full of hits more so than anything else. Mm. Like, they are just all hits. There isn't a bad feel- one. No. There isn't. No, there a bit isn't. like Power Masters, really, yeah. I think. But some people would argue maybe Joyride isn't as good as the others. I like Joyride, but well, I don't think you can maybe you those, argue. Those, those people are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are wrong. Uh, but uh, the one thing I was going to say as well is, of course, that Roadstorm and Thunderclash have two um, blasters, each yes. two, yeah, two missile point. launchers. But that um, that particularly on... Rotorstorm, yeah. I think the way that those guns fold down or flip out, I should say, is one of the most satisfying bits of any gimmick on any Transformers yep. toy ever. Just the push of that button, the click and the kadunk, just the way that they flop down into position is just immense. Absolutely yep. love it. I love the outline in the Rotorstorm as well with the clear pink plastic all the way around the edge. And it's just, it's just beautiful. That, that whole action of them flipping. I remember the first time I saw it as a kid. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. Is it, it just felt like a real feature. Like, you know, when you're playing with it and you drop it, it's like attack mode. Like, I'm so envious of you guys having those toys as kids. I can't imagine what I would have made of Rotorstorm as a kid, honestly. It was fantastic. It yeah. was a it was a childhood defining experience. It probably says a lot. I'm only teasing you, mate. Don't worry. You missed out, dude. The Transformers will return after these messages. Well, it's the time of the podcast where we talk about our sponsor, isn't it? So we're going to take a look at tfsource.com as ever, because they sponsor us. Thank you very much to them. And uh, so we're just going to pull up their site and see what they've got in stock and available for pre-order at the moment. And lots of good stuff going on there. Some more Diaclone reboot stuff up for pre-order. There's some more uh, X-Transbot stuff, because there always is at the moment, of course. Uh, There's quite a lot. There's that... I don't know if you've seen it. There's that new Bumblebee movie, Shockwave, that looks yes. pretty cool. Um, looks like it's supposed to go with three zero stuff, if anything. It's but a it third is tra- party one. Yeah, but it, it does transform. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Sexy Walk Silencer. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Is that his actual name? It's, yeah, it's called Silencer, yeah. No, it's called Sexy Walk Silencer. Is that, is- oh, right, I see. No, it's not called wow. that. Oh, now I'm disappointed. I mean, I was like, oh, they've sold me on it with that name. I know third party names get pretty uh, outlandish at times, but that's uh, that's not one. I think what's caught my eye, and purely because I opened Ace Hitter this week, is uh, Red Buzzer, the fans hobby siren. Because mm. now it's like, yes, I'm, I'm into the toy. And that's, that's quite lovely that it's in siren colors. So that's definitely caught my eye. Something I thought might catch Liam's eye, though, is a little bit further down on the toy source Here section. Here we go. The Party Wagon 7-inch scale Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van. Ooh. Oh, is that the, the Kickstarter one? The Neko one? Is it the Neko one where it's like 400 quid? Uh, that's about it, yeah. That's about it the price. It looks yeah. incredible. Absolutely amazing. Yes, it's a uh, Party Wagon 7-inch scale te- Super 7. 
it's funny, you know, because it's so used to this thing with Transformers, like like a Haslab stuff. I didn't even bat an eyelid when I saw the price for it. I was like, wow, it just looks amazing. It's not something I've ever owned, but yeah, that's fantastic. Look at the parts. I'm just looking at the picture of it, and it, there's a one picture where they take it into all the various component parts. It looks absolutely amazing. But do you know what's so lovely about it is it's not like deli- completely cartoon accurate. It's got like the stickers from the toys and stuff like that, rather than, you know, just being like obsessively cartoon based. The pizzas go on the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> that's great did that happen in the show i don't think so I think that's, I think <laughs> that's it's great the, i think that's the joy of it it's it's not like specific to one iteration of turtles I love that. Do, do turtles fans do they do, do they have groups where people sit there and quibble about animation accuracy of each toy to screen grabs of things from 30 40 years ago and all of that do they do that as well no i think most of them realize how bad the animation on turtles was so, right. but you get so many now, like you get the, um, I don't know if you've seen them, they did like toy, modern toy versions of the vintage toys. And I think cool. I did see that. I those are really cool. Wow. Super 7 are really, um, I'm just, it's, I'm clicked on from there onto a few other things and Super 7 are really uh, putting it out, aren't they, with the Turtles merch. There's yeah. loads of stuff. There's a little Krang, uh, which looks cool. Liam, you should get in on this, man. There's so much good stuff. It's, it's too much of a rabbit hole to fall down. I've got all the yeah. vintage turtles and some of the classic stuff. But, and the you movie could just ones. get you, you could just get yourself one little thing, couldn't you? Just as a, a little just bit. one crang to put on one of your toys. Exactly, toilet just a crang. Just I, get a crang. I have one tiny little mouser who lives above my desk. So that means you're buying the van. You need a crang, <laughs> mate. You need I, a crang. I've, I've got a vintage turtle van. That, that, that all, but does that it have survive. pizza wheels? No, it has the vintage shell wheels. Oh, well, no, sorry. No good. Just do it, Liam. Just and I want it. Transformers with pizza wheels. Can you imagine the Transformers crossover where they did it with pizza wheels? That's, what, that's what's got to come next, hasn't it? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I think so. A Turtles crossover. I think a Turtles crossover is surely in the works at some but point. But hopefully, you know, because I know you really like that toy, it should be the uh, Earthrise Ironhide with, with the feet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't, don't even get me started pizza on that Pizza feet. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, lots of other stuff up for pre-order though as well. I noticed some of the stuff that's coming to stock actually. They're um they've got the repaint of uh, Studio Cell Unicron uh, in as well. Did you even know there was a, a repainted version of that? I did. I yeah, it. pumpkin. It's called. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is. It's called that. Talking about your third party names. Have they got their Studio Series Bumblebee movie toys in the new ones that have been released recently for pre-order? I don't know, mate. It, it's almost like you'd have to look at the website to figure it out, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, kind of shall I have a look that? for you? Yes, please. I'll sew, I'll sew some little name tags in your PE kit afterwards as well, shall I? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm dreading them getting like reboost that. in stock, reboost, cross-cut, all that stuff. It's just it's going to be impossible to resist reboost. Going to happen soon. Going to happen soon. Uh, yeah, well, they've obviously got uh, old Shuki still up for pre-order. Yeah, I'm, that's one I'm avoiding looking at because i can't imagine my collection without that in it do you think you'll go there or not so i sure? think I, I can't imagine not going especially when people like you start getting it in hand and start sharing photos you know when you've got your shuki coming out your grassy tunnel that's just it i'm i'm sold then what was that people like you what was that <laughs> influencers <laughs> scum right. uh yeah indeed so yeah, lots of good stuff up there. I'm actually like, I'm just browsing around on TF Source now and I'm like, if I carry on, I'm going to start forgetting about what you two are saying because there's just absolutely tons of great things on there. So I'm down a rabbit hole now looking at Marvel toys as well. Oh, I'm quite in for that uh, cartoon style Wolverine they've done. They always know how to get me. 
But that's because they do everything, so eventually something's going to get me. It's like they did the... Um, do you remember the 90s Daredevil, where he had like the ninja suit? Oh, yeah, I love that suit. That's like the, the best Daredevil suit as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people really don't rate that suit, and I'm always like, why? It looks so good. I know, you see people pick the yellow suit, and you're like, but that, he looks like he's wearing a giant bib. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's cool for its time, but the ninja suit. The 90s, the 90s suit is way, is way yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. Anyway, that's our sponsor <laughs> segment. There you go. So do check out tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. Thank and you again. And Turtles needs. To, and Turtles needs. Definitely. And Marvel needs. And and probably some toy toilets on there as well. We haven't <laughs> even talked about those today, Liam. I, uh, I'm big, fully stopped. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've flushed the chain on those. So. <laughs> anyway, that's our sponsor <laughs> segment for you. Thank you very much to them for sponsoring us again. And do check them out, tfsource.com. We now return to the Transformers. Back to Turbo Masters. We've talked about the larger Turbo Masters toys. Now let's talk about the the four Turbo Master cars because there's actually it would be a total injustice to call them the simpler part of the line, wouldn't it? Because there is so much goodness in that set of four toys. And every time I know I share pics of those cars, the desire is just there's an outpouring of it and want on social media when people see those toys, if, whether they know them or not. Yeah, I think so. And I think, um, I think again, the fact that we said earlier, the fact that it's cars, very specifically, and they're quite recognisable yeah. as cars. They're not Cybertronian cars, especially. They look like Earth cars, futuristic, sure, and with great big missile launches in the middle of them and whatever, but they're still, they, they, they look and feel like old-style Transformers toys, don't they? Yeah, man. Flash is a Lamborghini Diablo, basically. The front mm. end is that of a Diablo, and Hurricane is a Porsche 917, the classic Le Mans racing Porsche 917, um, but white with, you know, thunderbolts down the side and honking great <laughs> turbo engine at the back. Well, you hope he's you hope he's white, at least. You hope he's yeah. white, but uh, if you can get one that's white. Mm. That's a real thing with that toy, yes, absolutely. Yeah, although the, the front end actually, which half of it that stays white? Is it the front or the back? I can't remember. It's the painted section. Yeah. Which I think, I don't remember, but it, it probably is actually two-tone, but just very, very subtle difference, but time has just made that difference a bit more obvious. I remember you and I comparing hurricanes, like so many copies, just like, and getting, uh, and I did the same when I got mine. Mine is very nice. And, uh, but getting pictures of the, the, you know, it was, uh, on the card, I think, but getting pictures of the two, um, sections of the car. Cause yeah. as you say, one is painted and one is bare plastic and just like definitely trying to confirm if it was yellowed or not. And then I think you just get to the point where you're like, it's fine. Honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's- I remember it was uh, the space bridge taking photos of the carded one he had for me. And he kept saying, look, I'm looking at it in person. It's not what it looks like in the photograph. It's just not coming out right. They're different materials. It's very, very nice. And it was indeed very, very nice. But I've always thought that the uh, Operation Combination Japanese one was just whiter. I just feel like that was always whiter. Yeah, maybe. Mine is the, all of my Turbo Masters actually, the four cars anyway, I should say, are the Operation Combination ones. So I got them in the two packs versus sets with the jets. Um, just because they popped up and to be honest, I loved the packaging of those. Yeah, packaging is amazing. Absolutely loved it. Uh, so when they popped up and I saw them, I think um, I think I got three in one swoop. I think it was like it was very very easy to do, 
Uh, and then the fourth one was a bit of a challenge. And I think it was you actually alerted me, Maz, and said, oh, oh it's here, you know, get yeah. it. And I was like, you know, drop whatever I was doing. Probably. And of course, they have different names as well. They're, they're what, like Mark Road, Flame Road, that sort of thing. Yeah, they're all something road, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spin Road, I think, is the other one. Yep. I'd need to double check. Uh, but yeah, Mac Road, um, all of that. So yeah, a funny old thing. But uh, really, really lovely packaging on those um, that I do enjoy. Another um, thing that's really good about those Japanese ones is they actually come with printed instructions with mm. a sticker map. Because if you've ever tried to apply the stickers on the Hasbro ones based on the very small graphic on the back of the card, it's an absolute nightmare, especially Hurricane with all the tiny little bits of the green Thunderbolt on the side of the card. Just so many tiny stickers in a row. And then they all seem to come with the tiny, thin yellow crest sticker for the head as well. It's like, why? Mm. Why? I haven't actually applied the stickers on mine, believe it or not. I, mine are all, I have applied the stickers on Thunderclash. Yeah. Um, but actually the, the others are all uh, stickers unapplied. And I have said with Toy Hacks that I will, uh, make some sticker sets so that they can do some repro labels. Because people will need multiple tries. It took me five tries to get that crest onto Old Scorch. It's that difficult. Well, I think as well, there are a lot of copies of those toys, you know, secondhand that have worn labels and people will, you know, it'll hopefully be, you know, a real benefit for people. I think so. Boss as well, with those uh, stickers that run all the way along the side, then up onto the back of the rear, so easy to get them wrong and just not quite have them right. And then the more you transform it, the more you wreck the stickers. And it's one of those toys where everywhere that you grip the toy to transform it, there's a sticker there. So if you put mm-hmm. one on even slightly wrong that's over a surface or not quite adhered, every time you transform that toy, you're going to wear that sticker more and more. See, you're making me more and more nervous. About you should be. A sticker in them myself now. I might end up, I might wait for Toy Hacks to, to you know, do the repro label set and, and go with a set of that instead. I don't know. But they benefit from those stickers massively. They all look so good with their stickers. I, I must admit, when I saw your pictures, I remember when you did them of, of after you'd stickered up your set and that, and I was like, wow, that looks really, really good. Really good. They are beautiful. Uh, One thing about Flash, uh, did you ever notice on the paperwork, that big sort of like fold-out poster that comes with Thunderclash, and there's artwork of them having that big battle scene, and Flash is like the scout, and the story is like he's going out scouting and stuff. The car is actually called Breakneck. The name for Flash in that um, little sort of drawn mural is Breakneck. And then Flash is used as the name for one of the multilingual translations of his little story in that. So that was interesting. I only spotted that today, actually. I never noticed that. I wonder if that was an original name for that toy. It was Breakneck. Hmm. No, no idea. Surprised it wasn't RR, you know, Flash. I I was just thinking to myself... (laughs) I was Ouch. genuinely just thinking to myself, we've made it this far through this episode and nobody has made a Flash Gordon joke so far. It's, it's always coming, you know. Gordon's alive, obviously. That's the other thing. Gordon's Boss. alive. Is, is it true that Boss was basically Optimus Prime? Like when you read That's his text what his head spec. looks like though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's basically Optimus his text spec Prime. is Optimus Prime. Hmm. I have not read his text spec in years, I don't think. What does it say? And he's called Boss. <laughs> he's the boss. He's, yeah, but he's not the boss, is he? Because Thunderclash is the boss. Well, that's because he paid the cost. <laughs> Leads with courage and cunning, fearless in battle, frontline, can outwit even the smartest Decepticon with the sheer skill of his battle strategies. As vehicle, his central forward-facing turbine elevates to fend off attack from high flyers, as robot armed with a powerful handheld turbo defender. Why did I ever think that was Optimus Prime? I don't know, man. 
<laughs> it's that head. Was... It's got to be that head. Well, it's funny because his, his box art shows him without a masked face. It, it shows does. him with a humanoid face. Actually, I've got to tell you, whenever I see that box art, you know all I think about? Do you remember that card? Do you remember the card oh, that was doing right? Sex Boss. <laughs> sex Boss. It's <laughs> all I think about. He's Sex Boss. Which <laughs> that pro- like... now that I now that I've said that and committed that to the podcast, I probably need to explain it. But yeah, there was Please um do. <laughs> there were, do you do you know this, Liam? You don't no. know about Sex Boss? So silly. It was hilarious. So there was a there was a a copy, one specific copy of G One Boss's card that had had the toy gone and the the clamshell had come off. And it was doing the rounds on eBay for years, years, this card. And someone was just selling it, you know, of, um, you know, uh, G1 Boss, secondhand packaging card, whatever, uh, you know, good condition. And it it was all like a total normal eBay auction, except for the fact that where the clamshell had been written off and the, uh, ripped off and, you know, there's the, the kind of grey bit with all the... Uh, the sort of nice bit has come off, you know, so you've just got the card and cardboard underneath. In in felt-tip pen, someone had written the words, Sex Boss, in really <laughs> large letters. Oh my God, it's um, ringing a bell now, actually, now you said it. It's- I don't it think was, it wrote Sex Boss, I think it was just Sex. <laughs> That's all it said. Was it? it? Yeah. Oh, I thought they'd written, I'm trying to remember now, I've got a picture of it somewhere. So we know what was on that kid's mind when they got Boss. <laughs> Maybe it just said Sex. Maybe it did just say Sex, you're right. Maybe it just said Sex. But I'm trying to remember now, it was a few years back. But basically... It was one of those legendary eBay auctions, you know, that you see and then every so often you see it again and you're like, it's still blooming there. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, and it, it just never sold. And um, our mate, uh, Dan, uh, whose his birthday came up and he'd been talking about this card and uh, we, we got it from <laughs> his birthday. <laughs> yep. we, Amazing. We bought it. Uh, specifically, I bought it and, and everybody reimbursed me for it. It's not the only thing we got him, I should say. Uh, but he was actually made up with it, wasn't he? I've got a picture, a picture of him somewhere with it. That's why I'm saying I. I, oh, I think that's where I must have seen it. I think it might have been. I might, I might have seen a photo of that. Yeah, there's a picture of me and him in the pub with him holding it. Okay. You and the sex boss. And the, yeah. <laughs> have you noticed those really weird googly eyes stickers on boss's shoulders? If you look at boss's shoulders, if you look at the, my stickered up version of him. Uh, he's got two sort of ridges on his shoulder that end in a semicircle, and you put two stickers on his shoulders, and they're both white circles with a black dot in the middle of it. And because the black dot is not exactly printed in the center, and it's not the same on either sticker, it uh, just yeah. looks like a pair of googly eyes on his shoulders, and you can never unsee it. I am sorry. Now, now, now that you've mentioned it, yeah, wow, it's very hard to unsee. I don't know why we're changing everyone's perception of the Turbo Masters yep. now. <laughs> and Bison, googly eyes, boss... What are you going to do to poor Flash? Oh. The thing is, Boss has an amazing transformation, really amazing with the whole chest flip. But the thing is, uh, you need to, I think it's the one part of him, you need to make sure you've moved the arms out of the way. Uh, I think you've pulled them out before you spin that chest because almost every it version cracks. of Boss I've seen, yeah, there are scratches in the paint on that hood, hooded chest. And you've got to transform him correctly and, and get the clearance before you turn that around. Otherwise, you're going to wreck a perfectly good toy. It's, it's very true, yeah. It's very easy to do, um, for sure. Or, or you just leave it as is and give him a little pop belly, little um, <laughs> little dad bod. Uh, it's got one of those. It's, it's one of those. If you don't flip it up, he looks he looks a bit like that. But it's funny. Do you know what does strike me about the stickers on that toy? It's just the the kind of gold ones on the arms. How nice they look. Yep. Um, you know, versus my unstickered version. I'm absolutely raring to get going with stickering those guys up soon. Boss was not the hardest to do of those. 
but it was tricky to get the stripes lined up with the stripes that, that you then add to the rear wing to make sure that's as seamless as possible. I'm just not sure they're printed correctly for that. Hurricane was a right pain to stick a Scorch's head. Let's talk about Scorch. What a transformation. What a terrific toy. Yeah. Colours on that. The, the light piping. That's the only one I still have. Or I still have it at my mum's, my childhood one. I think my brother has it now and it's battered to all hell. And I saw it. Remember when I was down there and I was sending you pictures of like a R.I.D. Ultra Magnus where he's like dark yellow and or the old spy changes and stuff. But one of the ones I found was Scorch and it's just all of his blue paint is like chipped off. And But that toy, wow, that is an amazing toy. It's a, it's such a lovely toy, honestly. I, I remember it very fondly as a kid. It was one that I loved the transformation on and I still do. Uh, very unique. Uh, really really cool yeah i think you know it occurs to me just looking at them all four of them kind of lined up maybe one of the reasons that they're so successful as well is that they feel like almost kind of classic g1 yeah. archetypes in a way I, I you know they they all have that look to them don't they like you know scorch kind of has the almost like the trailbreaker look to him yes um you know i think as we said earlier flash has the kind of sideswipe look to him definitely a little bit you know they, they've all kind of all of them but with the door wings of the of the other guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's yeah he's kind of the the, the classic Datsun appeal as well. Yeah, because even Hurricane, I repurposed Wheeljack because uh, my classics Wheeljack was very fair. Yeah, breaking up. Yeah, because it just there's something. It's like it's, it's not a bit the jazz same though. Car, it's, it's a bit jazz. Yeah, but he's got he's a that. Porsche. He's a race car. It's white, blue, yeah, quite jazz. Yeah, but it's got that more lancier sort of shape to it, doesn't it? You know, then. Uh, yeah, but it's it's actually a Porsche, so no. How oh, is it? Well, actually, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, Have a bit actually. of correctile dysfunction. A <laughs> police your imagination. Yeah. How dare you, Liam? Honestly, yeah. God, stop doing toys Get wrong, back in your Liam. Box. Yeah, stop <laughs> doing toys wrong. Get back in your toy box. Yeah. Climb back into Pooh Mountain. You can cut that. <laughs> This is just what cut the bit of you laughing at your own jokes far too much. <laughs> That's every episode. Oh, I said Pooh Mountain, uh, but yeah, I do think that they they kind of fit that um, those kind of classic yeah. archetypes. I think the, the, uh, there's a lot of appeal, and I, you've seen this in other toys since. I think that's why stuff like Bulkhead is often a popular character, is because there's that feeling with those characters that you could just slot them into the original generation one art crew and they would be away you know they yeah. they would they would fit perfectly um and and it's the same with these guys you know the toys are slightly different but the look of them the appeal of them they could just be classic autobot cars yep and they have a truck as a leader as you said right exactly but, but all the cars they've got very sort of japanese super robot heads as well haven't they like when you look at scorch with the fins on the side it's oh yeah it's very diaclone-esque isn't it when you like, oh yeah of... same with flash it's basically yeah. blue streak's head isn't it just something very much that style and it's, yeah. it's fun of that time like when you think back to when that was that's like the end of g1 we're coming into the sort of the time of power rangers and stuff aren't we so we're seeing those kind of, more of those robots come back into fashion already aren't they so they feel very of that time as well like, don't you think they really fit in with car robots as well yeah Definitely. I've got them next to like GRX and Spy Changes and stuff on my display right now, and I just feel like it, it works really nicely as a display. They they are molds actually that had they been released in RID, they would not have been out of place. Right. I mean, what what would have been out of place in RID realistically? Am I wrong to say like the Predator Jets kind of got repainted into RID? No, no uh, Cyber Jets. Uh, that's a, yeah, you're you're, th you're and you're thinking as well of the um uh what are they the flip changes that were yeah, originally. That's right. Yep. Generation two, 
um, that then went into Machine Wars. So this is a kind of crossover there somewhere, but yeah, not quite the same thing. Uh, but no, the um, the Predator jets uh, actually, I mean, the, the Skyquake mold has been used a few times um, mm-hmm. as uh, in Machine Wars, of course. Starscream, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Starscream in Machine Wars, and then it was yeah. used as as King, King Atlas, Atlas wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, in Universe, I think it was. Um, so that's a toy, actually, that King Atlas version. Someone posted a picture of it on Twitter the other day, and I looked at it and just went, oh, one day, need it's to do beautiful, it. beautiful, isn't it? It's a really yeah. gorgeous... You got a Universe Whirl out of Rotorstorm as well, didn't they? I think that's yep. right. Yeah, I think they did, so. Yeah. Rotorstorm came out as, I think it was Sandstorm in Machine Wars. It was Sandstorm. And then there's Whirl in Universe. That uh, Sandstorm, I, I like Machine Wars, you know, but it's probably, I mean, to talk about the comparisons and stuff, it's probably a good example of one of the main reasons, or one of, you know, one of the reasons in the mix of why m- maybe Machine Wars isn't viewed as being so successful by a lot of people. And it's because they took a toy like Rotorstorm, with, which is, you know, electric blue, hot pink, uh, you know, it's incredibly stylish toy, and they made it dark dark brown and it was you know it was like you know all the with brown um, highlights with brown highlights literally and just waiting for Maz to say the magic p word <laughs> yeah well it but you know there's that uh what was it there's, there was a thing around going around the internet a while back where it was talking about um there was someone that was uh i think repainting classic transformers toys into realistic military colors hmm. and, and everybody was kind of horrified because they were like Oh, that was it. Was Spinister? I think they'd taken. I think it was the latest, the generation Spinister, and they'd given it a, a proper, quote unquote, proper uh, military style uh, makeover, and so it was like grey and dark green and whatever. And people were like, "What? Why, why have you done that? Like it was, you know, bright pink, and it was, you know, it, it was. I mean, it's the bisexual the appeal, colours, isn't it, it? Spinister? Yeah. But it's the the old bisexual flag. So a lot of people have. Um, uh, obviously, a lot of uh, affinity and love for it for that, but people just couldn't kind of see the appeal of taking something that was so colourful and making it so um, took the soul right out of it. Yeah, so turgid in a way, and like I, I can see why some people might like that, but that is essentially what Machine Wars did: is that they took all of these really vibrant, super over the top colour schemes, and they just made them dark and kind of a bit boring. And the colours are so much a part of why this line are looked at the way they are. Yeah, and 100%. it's totally without mocking as well, isn't it? It's just wow, that's how you make a toy. That those colors work on those toys. You give them so much energy yeah, and life, so coherent as well. Yeah, they are an extremely coherent line of subline of toys. I think yeah, there's stuff like the the hot pink windows just really ties them together, and the the eyes as well, um, which is you know it makes them feel uniform, it makes them feel cohesive, um, and and really kind of separates them. And I think all of this is why people love those toys and they've got such great affection. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's no surprise to me that probably the molds that then went on to become Machine Wars, that they, de- you know, they're, they're liked, I think, and, and still kind of appreciated, but the color schemes, no. That's must be, it's a really, um, it's a conflicting thing, isn't it? Because Rotorstorm is a spectacular toy. And yeah. I'm beginning to realize how much of that is the color because I really wanted to get every color version of him. And I bought Chinese bootlegs in white and blue and pink and, again, a similar blue. But I never quite managed to convince myself that I wanted Machine Wall Sandstorm, even though I know what a good toy it is. And it would be a mint-sealed one for such a great price. 
and having that toy fresh out of a box, you know, it's, it's a real pleasure, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. The same with Machine Wars Optimus. I think I'm more likely to buy Optimus than I am to buy Sandstorm. Uh, you know, I have all those Machine Wars toys. And as I say, I do like them. I mean, yeah, you can get them plentifully. I, I think, you know, the the even the four larger toys, I mean, the carded ones, 10 a penny. You know, you could go on eBay and get them all now, I'm sure. Mm. They're just so easy to find. Um, but even the larger ones, very plentiful, not hard to find sealed at all. Um, and yeah, Rotorstorm is kind of, you know, to, to Sandstorm is kind of the obvious one, just because, as I say, it is just literally green and brown. And you just kind of, you know, even the blue, like you've got blue eyes and a blue canopy where previously it was pink, you know, it's dull. It's, it's, you, there's no real kind of vibrancy to it or anything. So, um, and there, it's still kind of fun, you know, in theory, but just very, very dialed down. But it's the same with, um, you know, old, uh, Stalker, who is a personal favorite toy of mine. Now that is a toy. I know, I know we're just specifically doing Turbo Masters, but that is a toy that I, you know, definitely for me was a, a favorite as a child. Uh, even though it came right at the end, all of these were right at the end for me of Transformers, but still, um, it's, it's a personal favorite. I remember getting it and being like, wow, this is actually good. You know, it's kind of at the age where you start to appreciate that some things are better than others, if that mm-hmm. sort of makes sense. And uh, But even that, you know, with Machine War Soundwave, which is a toy that a lot of people do love, you know, the colour scheme is just no match. At all, no match. Those clear canopies, they're like the pink and stuff, they're such a part of what makes those toys what they are. that They give them that life. When you see them, they pop straight away. Yeah. Um, so I think once they took them away for the moulds, I don't know, it sort of brings them down. It's like, if you look at Hurricane, he's got that gorgeous pink, you know, windscreen he like if that was blue it would still look nice but when you see the pink it's instant like you see it and you're like whoa that's just yeah quite it, it makes used versions of them more than displayable yeah just because they're so interesting visually i would agree with that i think i would have still loved to have seen repainted versions of the cars and and to be fair i would have been up for more repainted versions of the bigger guys as well in in decent color schemes it would mm-hmm. have still been fun to see um but Never to be, I guess. I took some pictures recently of Thunderclash with uh, Car Robot's Black Convoy, or, or like R.I.D. Scourge to some. And it's amazing how well those two go together. Both have really good light piping. Both have, you know, the transforming cab and the base mode trailer. And they just looked like natural enemies, natural toys to put in a series together. They absolutely looked terrific together. And I think if you had... That like Thunderclash in Robots in Disguise would have absolutely worked. It would have totally fit in with that toy line, with the kind of mishmash that that was. Yeah, I guess it makes sense in a way because there's a, I mean, there's only what a couple of years between them actually in terms of um, you know where they come from and right. whatever, isn't there? So um, because Generation Two Laser Optimus was what ninety four, ninety three, I think. Was it ninety three? Uh, uh, I'd like to say it was ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of those anyway. But so you're you're looking at literally a year, maybe two's difference between uh, between the design of them. So it it kind of makes sense that actually um, they fit really well. Uh, that whole era, man. Honestly, I yeah. You know, if there's one thing I would say about that era of toys generally, people really write it off, and it's such a shame because I would lump Generation Two in with this as well because there are just so many great toys, so many fantastic molds that are just kind of a lot of them have been discovered since you know like laser optimus is an obvious one and thunderclash to some extent as well but there's just so many fantastic toys just sat there just like completely unappreciated yeah we're talking about top tier transformers as well toys that yeah. tick every single box that makes a transformer brilliant 
I mean, can you imagine if there was a cartoon featuring Turbo Masters and Predators? Oh, that'd be immense. But you know, a lot, a lot of them for that era. I mean, coming back to stuff like the Stormtroopers and things like that. Genuinely, these are all toys that when I first, um, you know, as an adult, got them and and I got the Stormtroopers at TFN a few years back and transformed them. I was blown away by the transformation schemes, man. Like it's not. Uh, they're not just your typical chest folds down into the boot, you know, the um, from the bonnet of the car or whatever. You know, there's real, you couldn't predict what these toys are going to do. You know, you're talking about everything switching around each which way. They're they're completely unique um, and, and so beautifully designed. And yeah, they're a little bit fragile here or there, some of them. But honestly, just incredible designs. I mean, you do have to talk about the downsides because every single one of them does have a downside. Every single one of them does have a situation where you're like, you know, Thunder Clash is well documented. It's the gold plastic syndrome, shattering parts, yellowing. Rotorstorm's got the very, very easy to destroy rotors. And what are you yeah. going to do with a, a helicopter toy? Not play with the rotors. Also, uh, discolors quite easily as well. Like, yeah, I don't it know, does. On, the last one I had, it was going green on the back. Yeah, and it's really easy to see the difference in color between the sections as well. I think yeah. I, one of the earlier rotor storms I had, the two halves of the tail That's were what different it was on blue. Mine. Yeah. yeah. Then you've got the cars. Obviously, they've got you know, Flash is the one I remember. I think I've had two with broken arms that just snapped right off the door. Mm. Boss damages really easily because of the paint. I think it's just Scorch who's. I was going to say Scorch is actually. Yeah, he's he's quite indestructible by comparison to the rest of the, the lineup. So, you know, you've got to keep that in mind. And they're not easy to find in great condition. Uh, I was super lucky to get a carded set of those Turbo Masters. And yeah, you say they're ubiquitous. They're available in lots of countries. Lots of people bought them. But finding carded versions of those toys is not an easy thing to get. Oh, no, 100%. I just think there's a difference between rarity and condition. That's Mm. the only thing. So I I don't consider them rare at all. But yes, absolutely finding nice ones. That's a you don't think a, a sealed boss is a rarity? I, I think in terms of finding a boss, I don't think it's mm. a rarity. That's my point. I think yeah, if you've got a spe- you know if you're specifying the condition, but not that many people are going to be looking for a sealed boss for sure. Um, you know, a lot of people um, are just happy to have not necessarily whatever condition, but you know, a decent shape one. Yeah, um, you're right. Actually, when I did have a loose worn one that I sold, it was jumped on immediately. <laughs> Getting those turbo masters is so vivid in my mind because it's so connected. It was just this one summer, like getting them all over several, like, over like a month or so. And it's just that's how I've, whenever I think of them, I think it's the hot pink colours, you know, everything's so bright. And it's that feeling of summer just goes straight over me. It's just this. They are, they are summer toys, aren't they? They do yeah. have that look, that, that look to them. Um, What's you know? summer? Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. God. Forget that he's in the old frozen north. The land of ice. Yeah, man. That's the thing, actually. If you were going to recommend one Turbo Master to somebody, which one would you recommend they get to sell them on the line? Rotorstorm. It'd have to be Rotorstorm. Yeah. See, I thought this would be a discussion, but it isn't. It's exactly the same one, I would <laughs> yeah. say. It's like no <laughs> discussion at all. It's, That's the it's one. The, it's the obvious one for, for several reasons, but I think the fact that it's brilliant in both modes, looks gorgeous, yeah. has, it shows off the gimmick really well. because right. Probably even better things, than all of them, right? Yeah, because of the flip down um cannons that we talked about the fact that he can then hold both cannons in his hand which is actually something that mm. thunderclash 
doesn't do. Right. Um, so that is another element onto Rotostorm, actually, that you can either keep the cannons on his back or you can take them off into his hands, which looks epic. Um, the light piping, the head sculpt is the best yeah. of all of them by Probably far. Probably the best ever. Maybe it's just one it, of the best ever head sculpts. Certainly up there for me of like best generation one head sculpts. No, no word of Definitely. a lie. If I was to make a list, it'd be on the top five, mm. top 10, whatever, but, um, I don't know. It's definitely up there. And uh, Transformation is just amazing. It has it all. It really does. And since you've had two Rotostorms, have you ever done the thing where you put two guns in his hands, but then you mount the other two on his back so that he has them, so he's got like full-on four rockets on him? Don't think I have, no. Give it a go. It's wicked. It's just like when you do with G1 Quick Switch, if you've got like his guns in his hands, but you've also got them mounted on his back as well. It looks great. All right. I'll take that tip. Absolutely. Try and wrestle it out of my boy's hands first. One of the other things about these toys, but we haven't talked about actually, is um they've all got the missile storage as well, haven't they? Like yeah, that was like a quite right. a, a new thing at the time. I remember that being fascinated by it. Every single one you can peg the missiles on, and I remember being really fascinated by that at the time because we were so used to Transformers, the accessories just went in a box or to the side, didn't they? They didn't go mm. anywhere. Like That's occasionally so you get a gun just... that pegs on, but. Everything. Yeah. Just look round and they've all got them yeah. like on their legs, just their little cars. Fantastic. Even Rotostorm comes with four missiles, doesn't he? And yep. they could all go on their the little mm-hmm. um, little skis. Would Would you say though that actually, in a way, Rotostorm is the best again, though, isn't he? Because it's <laughs> li- like yeah. his little, his little, yeah, his little. What are they on the helicopter? Skis, aren't they? Skis. Yeah, yeah I guess. I'm sure that's the, the technical that- name <laughs> for all that skiing he does. It's, it's Landing skis. Yeah. ski. <laughs> it is. It is the technical term now. Uh, but yeah, just because he can get four of them, on, uh, two on either side, can't he? And I think they look really, really cool. To be fair, um, it looks like he's wearing a ski suit, you know, that blue or that pink. It's very much. It's a shell suit, isn't it? He's wearing it's a, a shell suit. suit. <laughs> it's a shell suit. Actually, <laughs> Hurricane. What, what looks, do you think Hurricane's Hurricane, wearing? Yeah, yeah, Hurricane looks like he's wearing a shell suit for they sure. They all look like they are from a catalogue selling yeah. skiing gear, don't they? They've <laughs> all got that vibe, every single one. <laughs> oh it's the Autobot ski team amazing <laughs> ski patrol Actually, when, when you look at them lined up they really do they really really do I've got to say at this at this point just because I feel like I've not made, made it very clear enough but boss as much as I would recommend Rotorstorm as, as the ultimate boss is one of my favourite G1 toys he's wonderful yeah absolutely love that toy great transformation great look yeah. the only reason I didn't get him as a kid was because I thought he looked boring I don't think that now, but as a kid, you know, because all the others were so brightly coloured and he was like a very sort of light blue. But as that's the only reason I didn't end up with him. He was like the last uh, the last one I was getting around to getting. And then by that point, I'd moved on to something else. But mm. it was the only reason I ended up with it. Absolutely wonderful. It's basically 89 Batmobile in blue and you didn't yeah. think that was cool. No, it was, it just looked like a blue, <laughs> powder blue car at that time. Now I like the fact he looks like he's wearing dungarees. That's kind of, there's a, there's a neat <laughs> touch to that. But here's the thing. Why do you think they've never been touched again? Like even as repaints, like I'm quite happy that we've not seen them in generations because if they'd have come before now, they would have just been flat repaints of something else. Like you remember the Botcon version of, they did Scorch, didn't they? Yeah. And it was just Hound and like, it was fun that they did it, but it's not what Scorch is to me. He's not a Jeep. And I think before this, we would have just seen them like that. Whereas now, the way Generations is going, it feels like they'd get possibly their own moulds. Well, people were saying they wanted Thunderclash out of one of the recent Primes or Magnuses, didn't they? And I just kept saying, it deserves its own mould. But that felt like it was designed for a Thunderclash. It just had that. There's something to that. It feels very much like it was suited to it. Which one is it, precisely? Uh, I think it was the Siege Ultra Magnus. I really would want better for Thunderclash than Siege Magnus, I think. 
I don't, I don't understand why they haven't though, because they do a new Optimus every for every toy line, and you think for one year it would be one that could, that would just be Thunder Clash, but in Optimus colors, like the Machine Wars colors. You think that would be the one they choose, you know? Because they've been doing different versions, haven't they? Like they did the Galaxy upgrade one, the Galaxy Force one. So you just think that would be one one year because it's an easy way to do Thunder Clash and an Optimus Prime, and it's a new mold. But no one ever touches Machine Wars though, now, do they? They never come mm. back to it. Maybe Legacy. Don't know. Maybe it'll lead on to it. But yeah. if they're doing Unicron trilogy and stuff as well, um, maybe it'd be lovely to see. It just feels like them and the Predators. They've both really ever been touched. Anything from that era doesn't seem to make it into. On toys even like i, I don't a, think there's enough awareness of it i mean how many times have we had to answer questions like oh who's that guy you know what's that from what year is it from and you end up telling people it's it's g1 from 1992 in europe or or japan and people don't know yeah because even in the idw comics they don't really pop up there do they and stuff like that and you think it's such fertile ground because they're such untouched characters there's so much that they could just well, Thunderclash you know, had a heck of a role didn't he well yeah okay that's that's very fair but i mean like the others and stuff like that you like they're all you know, there's no character to them. And that's Thunder yeah. Clash is an example of that. He was given this whole new character and he became really popular for it. Mm. And Rotorstorm. There we go. Yeah, Rotorstorm and Wreckers had the best line yeah. of the whole thing. For being murdered. Right. That's the thing. We've got this uh, fans hobby Lightning Eagle, which is the retool of Power Baser into this massive Thunder Clash. And um, speaking to them, I think there's, um, there's an appetite from them to do the other... Turbo Masters. I would not be surprised if they went down that path eventually. Would also because you know they're doing double dealer, so they're obviously committed to Power Masters. And I would can't wait for them to do things like you know Getaway. Can you imagine fans hobby Getaway? Wow! So it wouldn't be a million miles away for them to start doing other cars as well. I mean, if you look at Getaway, I mean, is it a million miles away from the tooling that you would use to get a Hurricane? It's a good question. I would love to see it happen. Honestly, I I did moot the idea of some fans hobby turbo masters a little while back particularly with them you know having done uh thunder clash but uh and their thunder clash is so good look at boss and getaway next to each other just just look at those two they are mm. not dissimilar in the slightest even transformation wise yeah i guess uh, with getaway the old um the shoulder pads go out to the side don't they rather than the, to the back but yeah. otherwise yeah flip down legs twisty waist twisty chest masked head it's just it's right there guys it's right there. You're getting a bit all Combiner Wars Silver Bolt here now. <laughs> You're going to start getting the old red circles out. How has that bastard and... come up in so many episodes <laughs> recently? None of which were about Combiner Wars. Keeps or coming up on bots. the internet, doesn't he? Yeah. Get people on the internet to stop talking about it. That's the thing. I always felt like that with um, the... Do you remember the old Generations Drift? That yeah. Kind of, I was wondered. I couldn't see why they didn't make that into boss because it even like the panels fold out you know, for the legs. Well, they, Bryce they, did that, didn't he? He made a G1 drift out of a boss. Did he? And it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's ah. a pretty well-known custom. He, he repainted a, a boss as drift. It's really nice. Because that toy, like the, the panels for the bonnet fold out away as well, yeah. for where you would slot in the cannon. And the chest is a sort of the, similar. All the parts are there, all the elements. And the, the thing's going, you know, their shoulders going backwards, all of mm. that. It's right there. Point blank as well is not a million miles away. Yeah, that's another one. Point blank would make a nice thing to repaint into drift. Or, you know, boss. Well, that's pretty much all we have on Turbo Masters. Uh, like we said, it could easily have been a mini-sode, but we really wanted to flesh it out a little bit and have some airtime to 
you know, put the passion that we have for these toys into the subject. Um, before we go, I uh, would love to give a shout out to our patrons. Uh, these are the patrons in the top tier, in the Sixos Butler tier, who also get exclusive mini-sode content. So if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support us, and for that support you want to be rewarded with extra content, then all you've got to do is sign up on patreon.com forward slash triple takeover, where you can also then select Sixos Butlers. And a big thanks to our current Sixos Butlers. That's Nick, Dean Watts, Danny Roberts, Chris C137, Andy, Cannon, Preston, Brian Fox, Chris, Billy Ho, Spider Father, Adam Shoemaker, Zachary Blader, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Masaru, Dave Dalrymple, Snowcrack, Absurd, Geo Kaiser, Yusufa, John Pearl, Cliff Zaras, Loxer, Troisef, Anthony Karch, Alec Mir, Captain R.A. and Phil G. This is one of my favourite segments on this. What does uh, Captain R.A. stand for, Maz? Don't know, mate. Don't know. I haven't got a clue. You'll have to ask him. All right, okay. <laughs> You've got to say his full name. Not today. <laughs> Not today, Galvatron. Also worth mentioning that we're sponsored by TF Source, so do check them out as well, uh, as, uh, as we've been talking about them a bit tonight. TFSource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. Thank you very much to them for sponsoring the pod. And we've got our Redbubble as well. I'm going to try and remember the address for that now. It's redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. You can get all your merch on there. Uh, leggings, as we always talk about. Stationery, Liam. Do you know we do stationery? <laughs> I've heard rumours now. Yeah, well, it's, it's on there. Check that, it, that, check that it out. That hidden side menu. I've heard that yeah, there's a little side <laughs> menu that you've got to... That, uh, that uh, confuses some people, I suppose. You've got to check that out. And remember, you can follow us on social media. We are at triple underscore takeover on Twitter and Instagram. And we are at triple takeover on Facebook. Liam, where can our followers find you? I am at Toybox Soapbox on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm at 6OTF on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as well. And I am at TF Square One on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us. We made it to the end without a legible sticker map and held on to our eyesight just a little longer. But as we're all ultimately gravity-operated, it's time to launch this one into orbit. all I think about is sex boss. <laughs>